Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A three, a two, a one. A drive it like you stole Oh, okay. It. I you didn't know where you were going. We can't go anywhere. A drive it like you stole it. Creating a perfect character that you want to read or that a writer tries to create and make you care about this person mm-hmm. is the need, a desperate need. Now, here's the thing. With the need, the character doesn't realize they need that. They want all no. these things. You want money, right? So Richard here wants money, wants companionship, wants all these things, but what he doesn't realize he needs is self-respect. We need to get canceled on YouTube. Yes. We need to get canceled and then every all I can of do our, that real easy. Oh god. <laughs> welcome, welcome everyone to the Tudor Realm Podcast. My name is Richard. My name's Austin. And today we're talking about roughly the book Save the Cat Writes a Novel. And this is as a perspective of readers mostly and an aspiring writer as well aspiring yes (laughs) now why are you clicking on this video maybe you want to know how exactly to write a novel what do avid readers really think and what what does it take to get their attention if you're aspiring you read a lot an aspiring reader (laughs) aspiring reader. i really want to read i i just the words i can't put the words together (laughs) (laughs) and maybe you want to peek behind the curtain before you start getting into reading yeah yeah so if you're an aspiring writer, a writer, or a reader, that's... Or maybe even or, you just like hearing us talk. There's at least one of you. If there's one of you, please let us know who you are. Orcish Dad on our exclusive Discord. I bet he likes listening to us talk. Join our Patreon if you want to shout out like him, okay? <laughs> we actually do have a movie watch party once a month and a book club where we sit for like four to five hours talking about the book we all picked and read together. Not this it's one. A bunch of we fun. talk fantasy sci-fi books, so. Yes, that is true. Movie watch party, book club, it's a lot of fun. Join its exclusive Discord. But all right. let's get into the topic of this. Save the Cats, How to Write a Novel. It's the last book on writing a novel you'll ever need, apparently. For the most part, yeah. I think for 90% of novels out there, yeah, I, I mean, Brody's right. <laughs> it's most novels kind of follow her idea of a three-act structure and yeah. how to structure a really compelling character. Yeah, so this book is broken down into 15 chapters. We're going to break it down even shorter than that. So if you well, want... to three. If, yeah. So, sorry, say that again. Three genres. Three, three three topics yeah yeah it's so the, there's 15 chapters but we're, we broke it down into the three topics this talks about yeah the first it brings up characters we're going to talk about characters and what save the cat says about characters and we'll bring in that readerly insight and then secondly the plot structure three x structure we'll talk about that what's good what's bad and then lastly this gets into genre so this type of story you're trying to tell what is the what's the category is it the who done it? The why? You know, we'll get into all of that. We're we're breaking it down like this because it's easier to digest, and we're not going to go word for word of what's going on here. But you ready to get into this? Yep. All right. So the three different things we're going to break down here. The very first, this book talks about why do we care, and the first chapter talks about characters. Very important. The most essential part about the book. You need to have your characters down, and very simply put. Jessica Brody, the author of this, writes it three ways. Your character needs to have a problem. You have many of those. A want. I got plenty of those. You have plenty of those. And a need. Too many of those. You need a lot of things. I need a lot of things. But a problem, a want, and a need, so you would be a good character in a book? Apparently so. What book would you want to be in? Thing is, typically in a book, their needs are normally solved by the end. I don't think mine are going to be solved anytime soon. So you would be in like a 32-book series where come on yep. one day you're in one piece you're, you're yeah in one exactly piece. i'm in one piece i'm gonna find that <laughs> island please <laughs> i need validation anything so that's that's what you needed that general structure as a character mm-hmm. almost no one will disagree with in general and often if you don't connect with a character it's typically because that character doesn't have 
a true need or doesn't have a real problem or their want is kind of stupid or doesn't really connect to them. So they're missing one of those three or more. Yes, and to go down with the first one, a problem or a flaw. Mm -hmm. Your character has to... You can't be Mr. Perfect. Even (laughs) if you're Superman... Your pro, you know, your problem or flaw would be love. You know, lo- loving in this. How do you? Or even no, just the issues of Clark Kent. Clark Kent yeah. can never catch a break because yeah. Superman basically takes all the credit. There you go. Superman yeah. gets the girl, but not Clark Kent, and all those problems. Now, I will say one caveat to this. This is a general rule for ninety nine point nine percent of novels. We'll, we'll go into all three of those. But your James Bond character, your insert another self-insert character here of yeah. just a serialized your Sherlock Holmes I guess your problem could be like oh I don't know the mystery or your James Bond is and, I don't know but, and to a degree Sherlock Holmes yeah. does have they've added especially flaws in the adaptations like For I know sure. the original novels kind of have him as like you know a drunk and all this but eh, it's kind of small portion of it where the yeah. all the adaptations kind of show him he has like mental problems and he's mm you know, pushes people away or he's an alcoholic or he's something. Got it. But generally speaking, with a with a character, you're going to need problems. You're going to need flaws. And then beyond that, so let, let's pick a book. What do you like? What Pick, pick a book off oh, the I, I that don't a know. Lot of what do I like? Pick something that the, You've general, read? the general populace has read. <laughs> um, oh, general populace? Yeah. General the, populace the general doesn't viewer. read. The, oh, but the viewer. our viewers yeah. typically read. Typically. Get to reading. Typically. (laughs) Um, Let's pick Stormlight. Stormlight. Because that's where most people have clicked on our I think half the people here are going, I don't know anything about Stormlight. They have. Pick something broader. Ugh, fine. Everybody's Um, read this book. Ender's Game. I think that's better. If you haven't read Ender's Game in school... I was trying to lean you into like the Hobbit or the Cat... The Hunger Games or something like that. You're terrible at leading. What should I have done better? Said something. So let's talk the Hunger Games. Okay. Good. <laughs> Just, I was not looking for a suggestion at all. I was determined on Hunger Games. Just always remember, democracy is cringe. Want to put that on a t-shirt? I do want that on a t-shirt. If I want to be known for any phrase or saying, it's democracy is cringe. Would you guys buy that t-shirt? Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let's know down below. We'll make some. So I'm going to be authoritarian then and say this. Good. The Hunger Games, I say that because the book Save the Cat, Jessica mm-hmm. Brody, the author, breaks down a lot of the book into Hunger Games because the Hunger Games does the formula so damn well. Yeah. So if we're using Katniss Everdeen, for example, what is Katniss Everdeen's problem? What's her flaw? Externally, her her problems are she's in the poorest district. She is her sister's going to be taken to the Hunger Games, and then ultimately survival. She's going to she, die. Her dad's dead. Her dad's dead. Her mom's not a mother. Yeah, her, she has all these problems internally. Mm-hmm. Her problem is she pushes people away. She is emotionally distant. Is not willing to ask for help, and is too self sufficient to the point of a detriment. Yeah, and is not willing to accept others. That's a great character problem and flaw to have. Yep. Now. To continue with the problem flaws, what are your problems and flaws? Let's do Katniss and you. We're we gonna don't compare. have that long on a podcast. Listen, we're going to compare Katniss Everdeen to Richard. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. General fitness. That's that's a problem. <laughs> uh, general- humility definitely needs some more of that. My general um, well-being as a man. <laughs> general well-being, my humility, uh, my emotional intelligence, mm. my memory is also not good. That like is it's, one, that's actually it's pretty problem. bad. Yeah, I'm yeah. terrible at names. Mm-hmm. Um, what about social social uh, awkwardness and uh, really general loathing of most social interactions and environments? You do great here. Yeah, oh, that's one person in a dark basement. Yeah, I do great here. If you could see behind the camera, everybody, there's these two beaming lights and then darkness with a poker table and a beer bottle. Just a sad, it's probably like three months old. And... I'm very glad I've gotten beyond like drinking by myself in the dark. That's 
That's one problem I've gotten over. What's Those, even worse is I was probably that was the dark night of the soul, and I came yeah, out of it. Yeah, three X structure. You're already hinting at what we're um, going to get into. Look at that. I was out of one story into another. So if you were reading a character, right? Katniss Everdeen has these flaws. You're reading a Richard character with, oh my goodness, this guy's lonely, depressed. He's half the shell of the man he once was. <laughs> you're going, man. One, I, this is see, a character once to was implies I was once a very <laughs> capable man. I've not gotten there. I'm yet. so glad we decided you as the character study for this one because there's a lot of subject matter in my end. We're gonna ignore. I already harp on you enough in the in our Discord. I <laughs> I'm taking, a little mean. You're taking one for the team. <laughs> oh yeah. So there's the problems and flaws. Yeah. You have all these problems. You're like, man, this character. You see all the problems and flaws. You want to see them overcome it. So then the second step to creating this character. This is from Save the Cat. By the mm -hmm. way, is a want. So what do you? So Katniss Everdeen. What does Katniss Everdeen want? Katniss Everdeen wants to basically save her sister and wants to be strong enough to accomplish what she can by herself. She wants Ooh, to. Yeah. Very well. Put. She wants to learn these skills to be able to win the day, but by herself. She wants yes. the strength to do it. Survival. Yeah. She's there for survival. She survive. doesn't want to die. Yeah, she doesn't want to die. Yeah, she's doing this Like for most her. of us. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> pause. We're, a little pause break from some therapy. <laughs> so that's that's her good, great want as well. Yeah. That, so that's what Katniss Everdeen wants. And now, Richard, mm -hmm. what do you want? I want many things. What's the first thing that comes to mind? First thing. First that thing? comes to mind. What do you want? A healthy body. That's first. Oh, companionship would be nice. Oh, I mean, I just always feel right, so alone right here, here. What? so so alone. Buddy. I have no one around Friend, me. Accomplice, honestly, just man. It's honestly like enemy. I just talk to a brick wall all the time. It's like I could, might as well be in solitary confinement. It'd probably be preferable than to current company. I think your first wants much better. <laughs> so you and Katniss have very different wants. Yeah, she wants to protect her family. I you, I'd like a family. Oh, okay. That kind of companionship as well. Yes. 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 I'd like I'd like many things. And then what else? Throw another want. Money. I could use money. What? Okay. I could that's not a want, that's a need. You and Katniss share that's that. That's a need. You, you and Katniss <laughs> really do want and need that as well. So breaking down the Richard and Katniss character, you have your problems and flaws. Yeah. You listed 20 of them. <laughs> Katniss has her problems and flaws. She's poor. She's in this district. She's hardened, et cetera, et cetera. And now your wants as a character. You listed your wants. Katniss has her wants. And then finally, the third step to creating a perfect character that you want to read or that a writer tries to create and make you care about this person mm -hmm. is the need. A desperate need. Now, here's the thing. With the need, the character doesn't realize they need that. They want all no. these things. You want money, right? So Richard here wants money, wants companionship, wants all these things. But what he doesn't realize he needs is self-respect. You're not going to get a companion if you don't look yourself in the mirror and go, I need to. You know what I need to do? I need to be a man worth shaking his hand to. I need to look myself in the mirror and build myself up every day and not just accept myself for who I am because right now I might be a piece of shit. That's this whole thing. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing is just, you know, accept yourself for who you are. No, listen, everybody is flawed and sinful and you need to work to become a better man every day. I'm talking to myself, Richard. <laughs> God. What I really need is actual uh, discipline. That's ultimately what I need. You don't, you don't need motivation. Motivation, motivation is short and it comes and goes. It's a yeah. ebb and flow. What we need is discipline. Discipline. We need I need yes. purpose. I need a mission. I need someone to actually fight for. I need an actual goal, a mission to accomplish. Now, here's the thing that's different with you and I. Mm. Typically, the character in a book doesn't realize what their need is. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look at, so we are able to look at the need and go, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. So, that, that, that'd be really neat one day. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because we could look at that and go, now here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing about a story. Yeah, yeah. Is often the character will actually be confronted with what they actually need. Yes. And even though they know they need that, they don't really know it. They have to go through the story mm. to really internalize that. They may know it on the surface, but they need to fight the dragon. They need to actually conquer the hunger games yeah. they need to actually you know run the bridge they need to do a bridge so run. our need they is we need to get canceled on youtube 
Yes. We need to get canceled, and then every all I can of do our, that real easy. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> we just we need to go through this tremendous stage of like. Here, here's what happens. I had let's set the scene. No, I need real struggle. Yeah, I live in a sense. Yeah, I, of getting comfort. canceled is not real struggle. <laughs> no, no, no. Real, God. real, we, real struggle. Is, you understand that getting canceled for me would be a financial like gain. Yeah, no, I would actually, I would actually have a financial relief. So if we our were our character want is to get canceled, get some publicity. Yeah, get the quick bag, <laughs> apologize to no one, and move on with our lives. Right, that's what we want. But our need yeah. then comes from that journey. Yes. Okay. We need the journey. We need that. Yes. You need that character journey to be confronted with the need and accept it. Mm-hmm. Makes so much sense. Okay. Now back to Katniss. <laughs> Katniss's need. What does Katniss Everdeen need? What she needs is the ability to trust in others and learn to accept others' help and to realize that she can't do it all on her own. Loosen that hardened shell. Yeah. yeah. Also, she needs to survive. That's also something. That, but it's essential. Yes. That's part of it. So that's how you make a great character. You have clear problems and flaws, clear wants for that character, and clear needs. And then that makes you root for them. Because you're going, I want to see that character get through it. I want to see that dynamic character and where they started and where they ended up. Think any other novel. A big one. The Hobbit. Everyone knows The Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins. What are his problems and flaws? The problem is he needs to... Steal a ring from a dragon. Well, no, that's more so the the one. Ah, the problem is he's timid, and he needs to be more confident. Yeah, he's coy. Just he's this little. You know, he's in He's in the Shire. He doesn't want to do much adventures. He's not much for adventures. It's a yeah. very it's a very simple children's story kind of problem and flaw. Of just leave me here. I don't. No. 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 But then his want is he goes on this journey, wants to to accomplish this, and the need at the end. He needs to be brave, and he needs to actually trust in himself Mm -hmm. and to care about others. Yeah, and he teaches where you have a need for Thorin is he needs Mm -hmm. to realize, don't be greedy. It's the it's. It's not about the money. It's not about the diamonds. It's not about the money, Batman. It's, <laughs> it's about the friends we made along the way. I'm still thinking about that time I told you that you should try coffee, and then you told me, mm-hmm. you know what? If you were a man worth emulating, I may actually emulate you and try coffee. That insult still sticks with me today. We've even mentioned it on this podcast. I'm glad you're reiterating I it. I still think about it sometimes. I'm glad you do. Because, when, I, when I look myself in the mirror yeah. and go like, yeah, I wouldn't emulate me. That it hurts. It stinks. I'm telling you, I say things that no, I know would affect me too. We're we're in the same pod here. Yeah, two peas, one pod. Man, I oh just... oh, piece of a pod podcast. That's a pun. I didn't even do that on purpose. Oh my goodness, I'm a genius. D- d- two p- get it? Did anyone tell you you should probably be a writer? Was that an insult? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> it was. I thought you were like bringing it back into the save the cat. No, I'm, I'm saying if that's the level of wordplay that impresses you, oh. I'm I'm not looking forward to your novel. <laughs> that's that hurts. See, that's you know how to get me. Good job. Good I job. <laughs> Friends know how to actually get at each other's get. nerves. I think that was a good character section we did there. You want to move Maybe on? So. so here, here's point. Let's two. move away from Please. my uh, my character flaws and yeah. struggles. Yeah, let's let's move on to the second portion of what Save the Cat talks about is the plot. Yeah. And how was a plot constructed? So Save the Cat, Jessica Brody, the three act structure is what she goes through. Now the three act structure, a lot of people know this. This is how a lot of things are constructed. We'll break it down real quick. But the thing before, is, most people do know the yeah. The idea of a three-act structure. Yes. However, this is actually broken down into far actual beats mm-hmm. of the character structure. So, true. In each act, there are several beats of a story, yes. and that's more laid out in this book, which is far more helpful. Yes. So, there, it's act one has beat one, two, three, four, five. This is what mm-hmm. has to be done, and I will gen. I'll summarize what those beats are. Essentially, there's the opening image, mm-hmm. and you're there's the life before your before you go on this big journey, that's the act one. And then boom, there's a catalyst, an inciting incident. And then there's the reaction to that inciting incident. So Harry Potter, for example, lives in his aunt and uncle who hate him and prefer, uh, what's the other kid? The chubby, Dudley. 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 They baby Dudley. Harry, Harry's in this closet. He has a crap life. He's an orphan. 
Uh, well, not not technically an orphan, but he is he, he is orphaned. He has his yeah. parents are dead, terrible life, and then all of a sudden one day, boom, inciting incident, you're a wizard, Harry. Brand new adventure. That's so the then, catalyst. That's the catalyst. That's your inciting incident, and the story changes forever. Goes into Act Two, Act Two, and I'll summarize these beats. I won't go specific into all of them, but you have your B story where your character that teaches your main character, the lesson of the story may appear in that B story. You have your fun and games, which takes a large portion of the novel. You're exploring the world. You're having your fun. You're doing this. You're doing that. If there's a magic system, this is where you should have some cool magic fight scenes. Or if this is a romance novel, this should be where some of the fun dates are or some the little tit for tat, the uh, little bit of romance, the fun. That's where this should be. If you're doing heist. a heist, this yeah. is where they're maybe doing a mini heist to get ready for it. Maybe they're gathering their, this is where they're gathering the the teammates for the heist, where all the fun should be. Yes. Lots of fun happens, and then eventually you hit your midpoint of the novel. Halfway point where there's a big false victory or a big false defeat. Mm-hmm. Something happens that changes the fun in games and things start to get more serious, whether you're on this high or you're at a new low. And your end of act two have these three beats. It's the bad guys close in, all is lost in Dark Knight of the Soul. And generalizing these, you know, summarizing these three beats is your your hero gets into a point where everything's surrounding them. They're they're getting into a tough spot. The bad guys are closing in and then boom, you hit rock bottom. Whether it's you're going to die, which is the extreme of it, or uh, no one's accepting you. You lost all your friends. You're alone. You're whatever it is. You are at rock. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really related to that one are you tearing up <laughs> oh my goodness you're, you're... it's just a little hot here huh? I'm just sweating from my eyes Ooh. that was wow was that for the pod that was impressive yeah <laughs> so so we're gonna we're gonna don't worry we're gonna use Richard as a character in this three act structure uh-huh. So you hit your all is lost dark night of the soul. Everything's over. Then all of a sudden act three is where you have that aha moment mm-hmm. where your character realizes what they needed the entire time to solve these problems. And that's where you get, you remember earlier on we were talking about what, what did the character want? Oh no, forget it's what you need. And aha, this is how I get out of the rock bottom moment. And then you have your third act where all the final cool stuff happens and your final image. Yeah broken down more in the book but that's generally act one act two act three whereas act two should be the majority of your novel act one and three should be shorter that's mm-hmm. the suggestion by jessica brody and one thing i want to toss your way with this yeah is she does acknowledge at the beginning of the book that a three-act structure like this could be seen as formulaic and that's kind of true mm-hmm. however 90 percent of the good books you're going to read kind of follow this exact same structure mm-hmm I'd say maybe 10% of good books break this structure and do something fundamentally different and really throw a monkey wrench in it. Right. Say something like... Uh, sort of Kagan. Sort of Kagan. Yeah. Um, in the movie movie genre, you're going to look at Pulp Fiction as a very odd, uh, odd structure where there's technically an act one, two, and three, but it's all filmed out of order and mixes together. They teach classes on that movie. Yeah. But there's plenty of books like that. But it is much harder to do so. If you're an aspiring writer, you haven't written a lot, it's probably best to start this way. Watch follow any, the formula. Watch any Pixar movie. Yeah. Wally. Wally does not break the mold, but damn is it perfect. Wow. It is stunning. stunning. And it follows this structure almost beat for beat. Yep. And the structure really does work. And to her point of it being formulaic, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, sure. Uh, 90 plus percent of things will follow this formula and it works for a reason two additional things I want to say on that why fantasy and sci-fi what we generally cover here are big genres I think what makes it so interesting is fantasy novels can be super long yeah very long series so typically you'll have a better you have a better chance of being more creative with it if you have a thousand page long book how do you simply just go what your act one is 200 pages (laughs) yeah it doesn't usually work like that. You have multiple character point of views. You have multiple different, uh, you have multiple different time frames and skips that could be happening. So it gives more time for Oathbringer, for example. I won't spoil Stormlight at all, but there's two big climaxes. There's two big all is lost moments. So it's kind of fitting multiple things and doing 
creative things, like we mentioned Sword of Kagan, doing really creative things with the three-act structure. It's not breaking the mold, but it's doing enough different to where it's hard to recognize. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. And second on top of that, there's something in Japan. So if, you, if you've, seen, you've seen Studio Ghibli films, Japan typically follows... Yes. Please go on, weeb. So Japan typically <laughs> typically goes in this structure called Kisho Tenkatsu. You ever heard of this? No. You're looking at me so angrily like that. Uh, like when we were talking about the three-act structure, you haven't been the same since I mentioned that all is lost moment. You're just, it's like memories are flashing before you and you're going, man. Yeah, all the memories of me like figuring, oh, my problem of, oh, my insecurity about me losing my hair and then all of you guys making fun of me and then I shave off all my hair. Yeah, it's those things. Anyways, where were we on all that? Kisho Tenketsu. What Kisho Tenketsu does differently than the three X structures, you kind of have your setup. You have your setup to, instead of it just being act one, setup, things happen, and then you have a twist, and then you have a resolution. So oh. it's, it's a bit differently where it's very, it's, 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 it's like this. If you're watching, it's like, twist finale i explained that horribly but it's it's a different version of the three x structure i do not know how that's so different so i would like some explanation okay here i would love you to elaborate lovely so here's the elaboration usually there's not a beat of a especially in studio ghibli there's not really a catalyst moment uh, that you could say Mm. there are of like hey this this happens but it's it's typically things happen in the plot it's like a a, a railroad you're just going you're going you're going you're going things are the the story just goes and then there's a twist in the story toward the end oh. a, a twist in the story and then things happen i don't why did i start this if i don't understand it completely beats me that but, that is a great question but at least you can look up that term at home kishu tenkatsu and that's how i understand and it. you can actually educate austin in the comments below please tell do. them about this what is it Kisho Tenketsu. Yeah, let me know if I butchered it. Please or... educate us. Yes, yes, indeed. But the three X structure is generally what's followed, and would you say, formulaic or not, it's a great thing to follow? Oh, in general, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a good thing. I mean, Red Rising follows it to a T, and eh, it's a great book. So, yeah. a lot of the books do this. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. And we can list everything. It's Yeah, quite literally. So, And again, where it gets interesting in bigger fantasy books is... You, it's having so many different point of views. Typically, in multiple POV stories for these longer fantasy novels, yeah. there is still a three-act structure. However, each POV is going through their three-act structure. Mm-hmm. So while you're reading it, each character may be at a different point in their story. And the so that's kind of the mix-up. the mix up. Yeah. Or some character will be going a long time in one certain beat, and another character kind of skips and is further along in their story. So that's typically how I see it. Would you say that you, when reading a book, mm-hmm. do you actively think in your head of, okay, we're at the inciting incident portion. Okay, we're at the midpoint. Are you aware enough to go, mm, that's where we are in the story? If I had more brain processing power, I probably would. But typically, my superpower is being able to turn my brain off in most instances. Done. And I just enjoy said story i i have spent many hours throwing a tennis ball at a wall and just sitting there and it's the best time of my life it's great you know the last my brain just goes off the last time you did that do you remember oh yeah it's when you were trying to read no i came downstairs to edit that's what it was i came downstairs i was like all right rich i'm gonna get a lot of work done i sat right next to you rich physically moved the couch from vertical to horizontal, like dragged it across the room so that it was facing the wall, laid back, tossed the tennis ball with headphones on, mind you, blaring music so you couldn't hear a thing I was saying, tossed the tennis ball against the wall incessantly, just going dump, 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 while I had to listen to his voice on editing going like, I don't know what episode it was, but it was you talking about some BS. So I'm listening to you on the computer, can't even hear you, which is probably a good thing. You're slamming the tennis ball and you moved the couch and I looked at you and I got your attention I said Richard why and you had no answer <laughs> you, you, 
You just I wanted to play wall ball. That's not an answer. It is. I wanted to do something and I did it. I want it now. It's just it, it was a great time. I have very hyper selective focus. Yeah. Many things go outside of my vision. But mm-hmm. when I sucked on something, then I'm I'm on there. You are. You are. It's like me taking apart the stupid laundry machine. Oh yeah, that's, we got to work on that. That's, yeah, we should, this should just be a podcast event of like, what's going on in your what's life? What's going on in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, our dryer broke, and I'm yeah. learning how to repair a dryer, so that's fun. Yeah, we have clothes stacked up for it's. It's getting bad. Hey, I, it's not my fault. Samsung no, it takes forever to it's do not your their parts. It's not, it's not your fault. It's just we're all going to be racing to use it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As soon as we can. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a oh, fun well. day. Oh, we were talking about Save the Cat. Were we? Nope. This just starts turning to a uh, personal life of Richard podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have the spotlight off me for once. <laughs> but I'm all going to take the heat away from your terrible, terrible diet. Not terrible as in unhealthy, by the way, any listeners. It's terrible as in taste and good decency. General, general goodness, yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's no. A good point. It's, it's not worth it. Okay, Rich. Yeah. So we talked about characters. We talked about the plot structure. The third thing that Save the Cat goes over, do you know what it is? I already know because I read the book. It's the genre. It's the genre. So the next like 10 chapters of this book go over specific genres. So first chapter of the book is characters. Then it goes over the three-act structure. Then it goes over specific genres for your story and what to follow. Why are genres important? And the book answers it like this. Genres important because what kind of story and what kind of setting do you want to tell? What does your character want to overcome? What setting will help propel that? What kind of themes will help propel that Propel that story? Look at these other things in these genres. The more surprising thing is you may think there's all these different types of genres. They're basically, you can kind of boil down to 10 different types. 10 types. Or 10 types, and then many stories are maybe a combination of two, maybe a combination of three. Right. But ultimately, it's built out of these 10. Exactly. And we'll go over those 10. We're going to brush over some more quickly than others. Have fun with it. We'll see what, what leads from each one. And the very first one of the 10 genres that are listed in the book is the why done it. I'm assuming it's saying why done it instead of the who done it because why is way more interesting than who. It's more interesting to know why the butler did it than if the, like, if the butler did it. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That does make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, all of these in the 10 genres that are listed here have three ingredients okay. that she says you need to make a great why done it or a great or let me go over the other genres the three ingredients here are you need a detective a secret and a dark turn now these are all of your typical murder mysteries you have Ag- Agatha Christie stuff the stuff mm-hmm. we've read could you name any books? books? I mean you have Eliza Locklamora you have mm-hmm. All Systems Red uh, All Systems Red yeah. Annihilation yep. you have all of the of course um, help me Sherlock sure, Holmes Sherlock there Holmes. we go yep. or my personal favorite detective uh-huh. series which is uh, the Flavia Deleuze series the first book being the sweetness at the bottom of the pie sounds great I quite enjoy that series it's great that, that sounds fun one of these days you'll read it okay is it a good thing to review or actually kind of yeah setting what cool. like okay I'm gonna pit, quick pitch here okay quick yeah, pitch yeah, yeah go just, for me just for a little yeah, fun yeah, yeah, do it do it alright the main character, mm-hmm. Flavia Deleuze, mm-hmm. is, I believe, twelve 12-year-old girl who's been bullied by her sisters. And so to get back at uh, get back at them for locking her and tying her up in the closet, she goes into her sister's room, takes her lipstick, boils it down, and extracts poison ivy, oil from poison ivy, and melts it together with her lipstick... Puts it into a forty-five caliber uh, shell, puts it back into the lipstick, and then at the dinner table, basically every morning, sits there and go write, writes down in the journal. 
and his day two and currently no results yet. And so she's just keeping track of her science experiment. That's going on through the whole story while she uses chemistry to solve a murder mystery. That's an incredible pitch. She is fun. <laughs> she is such a fun character. Bravo. It's like this anti-social chemistry nerd. You sold me. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. That's so that's a why done. It be little the detective the, there. Yeah. Little quick book. Yeah. Spoiler-free book, book review pitch before all the way deep into the podcast. You never know what you're getting. You never you're know when you're getting one. You never know. <laughs> That's a great idea. But the this why done it genre, what else to say other than detective stories? And it's your, oh, who did it? Why'd they do it? And a really good detective story usually has a great answer to that. It's not usually one person. I mean, won't spoil specific stories, but sometimes it's, oh, there's the everybody did it. There's the... Okay, everyone at this know, point, everyone knows, knows Orient on the Orient. Like, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express is the most common. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone knows everyone did it. Sorry, spoilers for how many decades long that story 117 is. 117 years of, <laughs> like, of history. It's wait, not that old, but... Wait a, wait a second. What's, hold on. Murder on the Orient Jamie, Express. pull it up. I got this. Come on, Jamie. Uh, when was published? You just, Come on. Come on. 1934? Okay, roughly like 90 years. Yeah. I was close. It wasn't that bad. I'm right. saying. <laughs> you so, were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> true. So why done it, the who done it? That's very simple enough mm-hmm. explana- explanation. But the second genre that the book goes over are rites of passage. Now, rites of passage is where your hero must endure the pain and torment brought about by life's common challenges. Could be death, separation, loss. These are your coming-of-age stories. Example, the most we, important story, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Very important for children and adults. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. And Sword of Kagan's a phenomenal read for that Where story. you think it's one type of rite of passage story, Ooh. and then it turns into Ooh. a different type of rite of passion. Yes. A uh, rite of passage. Oof. Our movie that's a coming oh, of age. You ready to sing the song? A three, a two, a one. A drive it like you stole oh, it. Oh, okay. I you didn't know where you were going with that. can't go anywhere. I drive it like you stole it. That That is a film. That's a fantastic film. That's how you make it. Sing Street, by the way, if you guys aren't familiar. What a film. God, what a simple film, too. Yes. What that. Oh. Every decision from that movie was just the right one to get actual people that looked like they were from uh, from Ireland? Like Wales, I think. Oh, was it Wales? I I was, it, was it Ireland or Wales? They're the same. Toss, they're the toss same. Toss they're foreign. I, I swear it was Irish, though. I think it was. You know why uh, I think it was? We had the Gwyn brothers on the pod. And yeah. I said, hey, you guys didn't watch that movie from your homeland? And they said, that's Ireland, you idiot. We are Brit- Brits, and they were offended. <laughs> so I think it's Irish. You think so? Okay. Now I'm doubting myself. See, but- I, I'm doubting you too. But <laughs> point being, such a simple story where the characters look like they're from there. Yeah. They're kind of no-name actors, so you, you don't kind of get in your head. They actually are the right age for the movie. Mm-hmm. Simple story of boy, boy likes some girl. He approaches her and says in the heat of the moment stupidly oh well oh. I- i'm in a band yeah and she's like oh okay i'll listen to you sometime and we should do this thing and so he goes and tells his friend we're make we're starting a band great concept great perfect it's all i need the three the three ingredients for this rites of passage are one a life problem there Get you the go girl two a wrong way to attack the problem <laughs> lie and make a band <laughs> and then three a solution to the problem you actually actually commit to the band <laughs> the three ingredients work so well yeah and then think about what about Ferris Bueller does that work as well Ferris Bueller yeah I think that works as well with this a, let's see a life problem life problem is maybe boring here's the thing yeah. Ferris Bueller is not the one that needs a lesson it's oh, his friend it's his- it is. It's his friend that ultimately learns the lesson from Ferris. Ferris oh, is... Oh, yeah, yeah. He is that... He's like the mentor character. Yeah. He is living life. He's doing great. And his friend needs to actually learn a bit of independence and not be so afraid of his parents and learn to let loose. Yes. And 
ultimately, and especially by the end, is take responsibility for some of his actions, not mm. to blame it all on Ferris. And the the journey that he goes through also makes Ferris's and his sister's relationship better. Oh, what another great film! Oh, oh, all these coming. My of age my films. cousin Vinny. Oh my god! Goated film. Perfect film. Oh, perfect. No, don't change nothing. Change nothing. Not one thing. Ah, I, I can think of one thing to change. What? Need more Marissa Tomei. I didn't get Always enough Marissa that. Tomei in that movie. Now, here's the one problem with the podcast, right? We could be naming movies and characters. Where people are like, what? what are they talking about? I'm, I'm assuming people know Ferris Bueller. We're maybe, naming the big ones. Maybe people didn't watch Sing Street, though. They're like, that. I have no idea what they're talking yeah. about there. But, well, here's the thing. The reason we want to talk about these movies yeah. and give them as examples is I'm assuming more people have watched them. Yeah. And if I name books, I'm going to start spoiling stuff. And people care far more about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, if I mention, yeah, Rite of Pass, it, God, I was gonna about to, I was about to spoil stuff with, um, Sword of Kagan, and I don't want to do No, that. no, so, just read that if you haven't. Phenomenal, oh, it's great, great book. <laughs> but, man, Rites of Passage, very classic genre. Most important. The third genre is institutionalized. Now, we have a lot to say on this institutionalized this is where your hero enters or is already entrenched inside some certain group institution establishment or family and must make a choice to join it or escape it or destroy it something along those lines hmm. one big example for us and this is very niche so if you're listening now you probably haven't read this but we had Brian McClellan on the podcast his book in the shadow of lightning fits this genre Exactly. There's way bigger movies we could talk about that fit this. But sure. the basic plot concept, without spoiling anything, is Demir Grappos, the main character. And his his family, this guild family, is one of the richer ones. And he, ha- after his mother dies, this is his introduction of the book, he has to decide to come back and save the family name. Or he has to sa- save the family estate and everything. Yeah. So he decides protecting the estate, protecting the family is in this institution where there's all these other bigger guild families. That's the general premise. But you see that where it could be a more, oh, uh, mafia films. I mean, Godfather. Yeah. This this fits in there. Where do you, what do you do in this? You're institutionalized dynamic. You're born into this. You, typically, your political genres. I would yeah. say Game of Thrones oh. or A Song of Ice and Fire fits into that. That fits in so many genres. Yeah, yeah it goes over a lot. But yeah. I would say that. Lightbringer definitely has a significant, heavy element of the institutional. Okay. So a lot of the drama and fighting is fighting the system and working within it and whether to break it or actually support it. Right. And that's where the three ingredients come in for the institutionalized. Ingredient one's a group that you're born into. A choice, join, not join, stay, leave. And a sacrifice, save it, escape it, do whatever. Three basic ingredients to make this kind of genre pop and flower and blossom and other adjectives. I'm thinking book three of Lightbringer has all those and oh, it was Don't spoil me. Don't you dare. When you were listening to those things, I was like, oh. Has all of it. It, And man, book three was fantastic. So to touch on again, like there there is a formula to follow. (laughs) There is a formula to follow. It doesn't mean that you can't stray for that and make it unique. Yeah. But when you say those ingredients and when we're going through these different genres, you can see, I'm sure as you guys are listening as well, you go, oh, I know so many stories that do that. But it seems unique enough because it does it at a different point in the book. Or it's or... a combination of multiple. So exactly. if you're making a cake, you know, you can have a chocolate and vanilla cake. Ooh, so what if you combine rites of passage and institutionalized? But what that means is you need all of those elements. Ooh, a lot there. of ingredients. So you can't, if you want both genres, you kind of have to have all right. of those ingredients, which typically will mean a longer book. Yes. It's harder. It's harder to fit all of those ingredients mm. in the same page count. Fantasy and sci-fi is able to do it a lot of the times because oh, of how long they are. A Song of Ice and Fire definitely has a little bit of every single every one of these single genres. Jo- I mean, Will of Time, I'm sure, does. Definitely. Yeah. And here, here's the next one. The next genre is superhero. Been getting a few of those this, now, this uh, past, what, five years? Pretty self-explanatory. Now, I want to stray away from the Marvel conversation because obviously you have those superhero films to look at. Yeah. This one is more so... It, so here's the explanation of it. It's an extraordinary hero who finds themselves in an ordinary world and must come to terms with being special or destined for greatness. 
So your Percy Jackson type stories. Your Harry Potter. Harry your per- Potter. Your chosen one, but the chosen one has, they are special. Not just they have power, but they have special power even in that world. Yes. So here's the three ingredients. Your hero with a power. So Percy's a demigod. Harry Potter is a, you're a wizard. You're, you're actually the wizard. And then two, you have a nemesis, Voldemort. For Percy, it changes throughout. Well, the general nemesis is, oh, I forget. It's been so long. Not, uh, this. Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. No, I'm uh, sorry. Snape. I'm talking Percy. Percy, Percy. Oh, you're uh, not so in, in Percy. The, in the first book, it's getting lightning back and it's... Luke? Yeah, I guess that's the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also Who's just... the general back... Oh my god. Frequently it's just multiple of the gods. It's not Hades, is it? Is that the long-term bad guy? Or is it the Titans? I think it changes throughout. But whatever. You have your nemesis. (laughs) And then lastly, you have a curse that your hero must suffer. So Harry cursed with lightning bolt, you know, whatever that curse. Honestly, that explanation right there makes really cements why Captain Marvel was such a bad superhero film. I was trying to stay away from superheroes, but you know what? Do it. I, I know seen... it just stuck in my head of hero yeah. with a power. Go ahead. And yeah. more extraordinary than others. Like Captain Marvel has this extraordinary power, even among uh, the fellow Kree. She, uh, she is all powerful because of the, the Tesseract basically exploding and all her. Okay. I've not seen the film. So what happens exactly? It's not important. Oh, <laughs> not a good movie. Got it. Nemesis. She actually does have a nemesis kind of as her mentor, but, also kind of nemesis, uh, yeah. Marvel actually competing against. And then here's the thing, lacking a very compelling curse. The hero must suffer for their greatness. There is no suffering for her greatness. She's mm. just great. Mm. And then her suffering is that she doesn't, she just doesn't know how great she is. And actually people were limiting her the entire time. She just has to accept how cool she is. So maybe missing that flaw when it goes back to characters. Basically. Okay. And that, that curse is probably intertwined with the flaw of the character. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense. All right. Next one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Genre-wise, we got Dude with a Problem. Now, Dude Love with a Problem, this is your innocent, ordinary hero, finds himself in the midst of something extraordinary and must rise to the challenge. This is like your superhero one, your chosen hero, your chosen one. Your, yeah, your chosen one trope, except the person that's chosen doesn't have any superpowers. They're your Katniss Everdeen, your Hunger Games. They're your Darrow, Lyco, and Darrow Lycos in Red Rising. Kinda. I would say he's fairly extraordinary at a certain point. Maybe he becomes he's that. He's kind of a superhero. Okay, the Martian. Let's be honest. Yes, yes, the Martian. So you have your books like that that really stand out and go, okay, your Katniss Everdeen is the best example of this. Mm-hmm. Where it's your regular person, your your dude dudette with a problem, and all of a sudden you're put into these civil war, high stakes revolution, what the hell, Hunger Games, and all this mess. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that genre? Generally, some of the most fun. I, I love those type of movies. Yeah. Most off, uh, with my fantasy stories, maybe it's not as instantly compelling. But it tends to be like most fantasy novels that I've read uh, that I've read is one of two things. It's either due to the problem or it's the um, you know kind of chosen one type deal where yeah. they have some type of special power and they have to learn to control it or something along those lines. Especially a lot of your long series. Yeah. So Follow that rule. Light time. Lightbringers kind of way where it is due to the problem. Okay. Like character is not special. Well, for the most part, yeah. At least the start. Yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah. All right, your next one. I think you'll like this one as well. This is your next genre. Fool Triumphant. Explain that one to me. This is where an underestimated underdog hero is pitted against some kind of establishment and proves hidden worth to society. By the way, for the previous dude with the problem, I do want to say that the three ingredients were an innocent hero, a sudden event, a life or death battle. Simple enough. Mm-hmm. But for Fool Triumphant, it's your underdog story. And the three ingredients are you need a fool, someone that society overlooks. Secondly, you need an establishment the fool is pitted against. And third, a transmutation becomes something new. I got an example for you. Okay. Small gods. Definitely. Small gods is the best fool triumphant story ever. I was actually going to say Rage of Dragons. Okay. It's a great underdog. Fool as in specifically... 
a character that is overlooked by society. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, go for an establishment yep. to be pitted against. Mm-hmm. Definitely there. And a transmutation. Uh-huh. So Definitely. That's great. No, it's a perfect fit, but it's that more dramatic side where... Got it. Small Gods definitely has the humor side of Fool. Yeah. Your Fool Triumphant can be very lighthearted stories mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Any movies you can think of where it's underdog hero put it against some kind of establishment. I'm thinking Big? some... Yeah, maybe some classic Adam Sandler movies, stuff yeah. like that can work with Fool Triumphant. But again, the, these kind of genres are just there so you can look at stories like your Rage of Dragons and your Small Gods and go, oh, I like stories like that. What, what do you need? What, do you, yeah, what, what do you type need? of elements in your plot do you need to make that story work? And that's a fool, an establishment, and a transmutation. Those yeah. three simple ingredients. If you're trying to tell a... Uh, if you're trying to tell a full triumphant story or your underdog story and your character already kind of starts off with the abilities to rise above and you don't have that transmutation, yeah, then you're not going to tell a very good underdog story. Right. Which happens. Yeah, th- these three ingredients do really help. And mm-hmm. then with the next one, it's buddy love. That is the next genre. Buddy love, and this is where your hero is transformed by meeting someone else. Includes love stories, friendship stories, pet stories, romance. You know, it could be your from Twilight to La La Land or just your Blues Brothers. You love your Best Blues Brothers. Best movie of all time. You, Bar none. Here we go. There man. is no movie better than the Blues Brothers. And fix, one of these days, I am going to write and we're going to do a video. Yeah. A full dissertation on why Blues Brothers is the perfect movie. A, po- a full pod episode? I'm, I'm expecting a full pod episode. Good luck yes. editing that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three ingredients for Buddy Love are one, an incomplete hero. Mm-hmm. Two, a counterpart that fills that hole, that completion. And three, a complication, something that keeps the buddies apart, and then, you know, and pull, but also pulls them together. Very simple ingredients that make so much sense. You're not whole. It's you need a romantic partner, you need a buddy, and then they complete you, and then boom. There's some complication that pulls you apart, but eventually, I mean, brings you apart, pulls you together. Such a simple, well-crafted stories that can mean a lot. Man, wish wish we had a buddy. I knew that was freaking coming. I knew. Ours is more like, instead of buddy love, it's just... Bud. Mm. I can't call you Bud. Nah. Pal. I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> is that Spider-Man? No, that's South Park. Ah, oh, crap. I'm so bad with references. You're so bad. I give so many oh references. I am just... I am serving them over the, over the fence to you, and none of them are being... Why did I think, back. I thought that was like Spider-Man 3 where he was like, want me to throw some dirt in your face or something like that. <laughs> you didn't even say it wrong. I'm not your buddy, pal. No, what, what does he say? I'm going to throw some dirt in your face, fella. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> you said that really well. All right, here's the next one. There, We've got three more genres. Mm-hmm. This one is out of the bottle. This one's more okay I'll, I'll name some movies with this but you're out of the bottle genres where an ordinary hero is temporarily touched by magic and involved it usually involves a wish fulfilled or a curse bestowed and they usually learn an important lesson about appreciating or making the most of reality now here's a great movie that does great movies that do it Groundhog's Day yeah and Liar Liar with Jim Carrey also all of the Bruce Almighty yes I think also Bruce has Almighty it. Yes, mm-hmm. the, these are great films where it's just some your ordinary guy, then some curse bestows. Like when liar liar, Jim Carrey can't lie anymore. It's mm-hmm. just a hilarious film, and it's so. It's another great film, underrated, great comedy and great drama. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's really good. I mean, Jim Carrey himself is just he mostly stellar. puts out bangers. Yeah, he's stellar. And I'm trying to think of books that I can say without actually spoiling anything. A great. Out of bottle. Mm. Touched by magic. Mm. Specifically touched by magic and not actually bestowed or anything. It's tough. Ugh. This one seems more filmy. 
And I believe yeah. that the author here did say that this this genre is more seen in films than yeah. novels. So let's we we covered that enough. Oh yeah, the three ingredients here are a hero deserving of the magic, a spell, and a lesson. Simple enough. I I just got it. What? This happens very frequently in Ooh. the Discworld. Okay. Very frequently. Okay. Many of the books actually start off that way. So got I it. would say Equal Rights has that, especially. Um, Light Fantastic. Mort is dealt. That's the exact genre of the story. Sorcery is that way. Weird Sisters, not the same. Pyramids, no. Guards, guards, no. Moving Pictures, yes. So that actually, yeah. Okay. Terry Pratchett does that genre a lot. And that makes sense because it's more of those kind of fun yeah. mini adventure. Yeah, typically the power goes away at the end. You're not seeing an epic fantasy series of being touched by magic. It's usually a real simple, fun story mm-hmm. that gets across, whether it's more comedic. It really fits in comedy. Yeah. Liar, liar. Groundhog's Day. Bruce Almighty. Discworld. Makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. The next category, we got two more. This one's Golden Fleece. Probably the genre we read the most of. Yes, this one's your hero or group goes on some tri- a trip of some kind in search of one thing, winds up discovering something else themselves. Lord These the are Rings, your quests and your heists. Wheel of Time, your Wizard Lies of Oz. Block of Mora, kind of. Mm-hmm. Though that's more heist, but still yep. kind of the same way. Um, I mean, Song of Ice and Fire, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Basically all of fantasy. And this, the three ingredients are simple. You need the trip. So the road itself, a team, fellowship, and a prize. I'll be honest, the one I'm reading right now that I'm enjoying, the Golden Fleece story, would be the First Law Trilogy. Okay, I would even say another one I'm reading right now, Arter Ben, Thousand Lives of Arter Ben, is a heist story just about, here's the trip you're going on, you're going on this heist, you got your team of heisteries, and what's your goal? The thing you're trying to steal. Pretty simple. Works real well with so many plots mm-hmm. and would you say that this kind of story is tough to do something new in or would you say that it's no no there's plenty there's plenty of actual room to grow in that often yeah. the I, i'm even thinking of matt so john gwen series of faithful in the fallen faithful in the fallen takes a twist on it where you th- two different Two different characters think they're going on the heroic journey. The whole oh. gathering the gathering the team and going on a trip. So it's both are happening in parallel. One both think they're like the hero. Yeah. One's actually the villain. Nice. Nice. And and to go on top of that with Faithful and the Fallen, the kind of books that have quests and heist, it really comes down to what is the quest and heist. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that you're following the ingredients like you could be doing. This is a formula. And you could be following going, okay, this is a quest story. But what is the quest? Is it to destroy the ring or is the quest to find a lost love or to find... Uh, it, it depends on what you're trying to find or steal that changes so many elements of the story is what makes it new. Also, just the simple idea of should the quest be... Is the quest a good one or a bad one? Mm-hmm. Is the quest actually should be followed or not? Right. Honestly, that question in itself changes the story tremendously. Absolutely. Where the journey itself is one that should not be followed, and it is a fool's errand. Oh. That's more tragic story right there. Hell yeah. Good additions here. I'm mm-hmm. liking that. Ready for the last one? This, this, this is one. the one I'm least interested in this, as a genre. This genre just sucks. <laughs> it's a real bad genre. It's called Monster in the House. It's just your your horror stories where the three ingredients are you need a monster, a house, and a sin. It's your you know your typical horror stories. Yeah, I've just yeah. never been a big into horror horror genre. Yeah, and that's been all, folks. That's that's <laughs> save the cat. Let's <laughs> end it on that sad note. <laughs> With save the cat to break it down, the the genre portion of this is more just what stories fit where. And depending on what type of story you want to tell, yeah. what are the ingredients that you need to have in that story? Yes. And I think the very important things that Save the Cat gets across is the character, your flaw, your want, your need, and going over the 3X structure, why that's so important. I think 
someone looking, if you listen to this and you want to find out more about the book, I'd get it if you want to get the details of those stories. So if we, we really broadly brushed over the genres because we can't cover this entire book, of course. If you want to find out, okay, I want to tell a Golden Fleece story. You can get this, see examples of the Golden Fleece story, and you can look at, okay, this is how how it's All the constructed. All details, what is the best type of character for that story, yep. what what does that character typically need? What are the typical wants and needs? All that stuff. It gives examples of stories as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really great for that. And every single genre has a chapter dedicated to it. Whereas the character portion and the plot portion we went over are just two chapters of the novel. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to get more insight into the character's wants and needs portion, don't get the book because that's we pretty much covered that. But yeah. definitely for looking at the 3X structure and going deeper, get this book, check it out. And did you guys, is this an interesting video you think? It was uh Let us know, comment down below, and uh, encourage Austin to actually keep writing and actually get his book out by the end of the year. I'll get that book out. Or finish writing by the end of the year. Don't know when it comes out. Hell yeah. All right, thanks for watching. All right, bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.